0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast. This is your host, Rob, and this is the show where I share what I've learned from years of living on the road away from home through research and experimentation. So that if you're like me and you live away from home a lot of the time, you can not only survive but thrive even when you're out of your element. Uh, so, today, A couple new things that I'm going to try to do, one, just got a microphone, so I'm hoping the sound is a little bit better on this than it has been in the past, Uh, but if you've suffered through my laptop microphone for the last few episodes, then thank you very much for listening and I appreciate you sticking around, hopefully it sounds much better moving forward. Uh, And number two is I am now two weeks post double jaw surgery, so I still am a little puffy and uh, I still uh, have some numbness in my face, so it's tough to enunciate. Um, but I'm finally at the point now where I can start to eat solid food and where I can start to get back to the gym. And so I thought it would it would be a great time to start a six-week post-surgical sort of rebound. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm about 5'7", in shoes, 5'6 3 quarters maybe. Um, going into surgery I weighed 161 pounds, I was pretty healthy, I was pretty muscular. Um, lifting some what I think pretty heavy weights for my size at the gym Uh, and now two weeks post surgery barely being able to eat mostly a liquid diet struggling to get enough calories in because I can barely move my mouth Um, as of this morning I weighed in at 146.6 pounds so I've lost 15 pounds since surgery um, which is pretty aggressive in two weeks Um, I'm sure some people would love to do that (laughs) lose that know seven and a half pounds a week but uh, but it's bordering on unhealthy obviously and now that I can get back to the gym I want to get back to where I was on a a fitness level so with that being said um, as the old adage goes plan the work and then work the plan I thought I'd share with you guys what I'm going to do over the next six weeks to bring myself back to sort of tip-top shape um, or what is tip-top shape for me anyways that's the goal so um, as the other saying goes if uh, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Um, and we've all seen it, um, especially for those of us who live on the road, if we're not planning ahead um, and sort of anticipating the situations we're gonna be in, like you know, going out with colleagues after hours, having to eat at restaurants, being in foreign places with not good gyms, all that kind of stuff. Um, if we don't prepare for it in advance, then chances are, most of the time, we're gonna make worse decisions than we would if we did plan ahead. So with that, um, I've developed a six week plan that I'd like to stick to. It's six steps, six weeks. Should be fairly easy for me to remember, um, but I'll also save a copy of it so that I can look at it whenever I feel like I'm getting off track and remind myself of what I promised myself. Um, so for anyone who's trying to get back into shape after surgery or get back into shape or get into shape for the first time uh, or get back into shape you know, from years yeah. ago, Uh, This is a pretty good plan and if you live on the road um, If you stick to something like this, I think that you'll find you get really good results really really quickly so number one gram of uh, Protein per pound of body weight per day, but doing that without overeating okay, so if I want to get 150 to 170 Ish grams of protein per day It's not necessarily that it's hard to get that much protein, but it's hard to get that much protein and not eat 4000 calories Um, and if you're doing that then uh, you're gonna gain weight very quickly and it's gonna be fat that you're gaining so you want to avoid that and there's a couple a couple ways you can sort of help yourself not overeat, but also get the protein that you need to get Um, so the big thing big one for me is planning my meals meals the night before or for a longer trip planning them before I even leave for the entire trip anticipating where I'm gonna be where I'm gonna eat what I'm gonna eat when I'm going to eat. Um, Knowing that in advance really, really helps you make better decisions when things get thrown at you, right? We can all only make a certain number of decisions per day. Um, On average, believe it or not, we make about 35,000 decisions per day, you can look it up. Um, And at a certain point, we get decision fatigue, where we just can't make good decisions anymore, because our body is run down. um, And our um, our capacity to make good sound decisions goes out the window we end up acting on habit or emotion right um, so if you pre decide essentially some certain things um, then you're going to be able to sort of go through what you want to go through on a daily basis especially with your food um, without having to make a decision so to speak um, so what I'm going to do obviously is plan meals at least the night at minimum the night before but for a big long work trip it's going to be ahead of the trip itself as much as I possibly can within my control. Bring my protein mixture on the road so I've got a mixture that I stick to um, as much as I can at least Um, and that's usually my first meal of the day and that consists of uh, skim milk. I buy Fairlife ultra-filtered skim milk because it's got extra protein in it um, and whey protein that's in milk is a complete protein which I really like. Um, And then I have a scoop of Athletic Greens, which is a green supplement, a scoop of what's called Whole Earth and Sea Protein and Greens, which is a fermented green protein mix with it's got both your, it's got 21 grams of protein, but also a full green supplement for the day. And it's got five different mushrooms in it. Um, Because it's fermented, it doesn't bloat you. So it's a great protein mix. Um, If you want, I did an episode both on my protein shake that I do and I did an episode on how to eat the right amount of protein Uh, so feel free to go back and scroll through some older episodes if you want to hear more detail about that Um, and then I throw three raw eggs in it and I shake it up so the nice thing about that is going on the road I can take my athletic greens and my scoop of uh, uh, protein and greens Throw it in a ziplock bag as a, you know. One ziplock bag is one day. I can shove those all inside a shaker cup, and I can just throw my shaker cup in my carry-on suitcase, and it doesn't take up much room um, for the road. And I can make sure that I can start my day with that. The beauty of that is, no matter what hotel you're staying at, you can ask for milk, and you can ask for eggs, and you can get pretty much the same mix that you do at home, um, and get a high-protein high content meal for your first uh, for your first meal of the day. That's also um, lower calorie, lower on the total calorie end. Anyways, Um, and then point C there on number one is keep my protein ratio above 7.5% of total calories. So I've done an episode on this as well. Um, I believe it was episode two. You can go back and take a look. Uh, But essentially with anything that you're eating, if you divide the total grams of protein by the total calories in that food, it'll give you a ratio. And if you keep that ratio above 7.5%, um then you can eat 150 grams of protein in a day while only eating 2000 calories so it's a good way to kind of measure um and of course you can mix and match if you're eating something like you know mozzarella cheese that has it's about five percent um protein to calories um, and then mix it in with like chicken that is uh, like 21 percent protein to calories Um, you can kind of mix and match and find that ratio so that your total meal can be above 7.5% without every single thing that you're eating being above 7.5%. Just as a side note to that, I don't count vegetables or fruit as calories at all. I don't don't put them in my calculations. I eat as many vegetables and fruit as I want um, because I don't think it affects anything overall. Um, With that being said, I don't drink fruit juice. Um, Actually eat fruit, because the fiber in the fruit will stop you from eating too much of it long before you overeat. So that's my meals. Um, And then in terms of fitness, cardio four to five times a week, I wasn't allowed to do cardio uh, post-surgery, but now that I've hit the two-week mark, I'm allowed to go to zone two on a stationary bike. Um, I think the idea here is that the surgeon, you know, anything high impact, I might damage the hardware that's in my face now. Um, So they want me to do something that's, you know, relatively hard to hurt myself on I guess. (laughs) Um, So I'm allowed to stationary bike uh, starting tomorrow. So four to five times a week stationary bike for 20 minutes. I'm only allowed to go to zone two cardio. Uh, And the reason for that is they don't want the blood pressure to get too high because they did a lot of work in my sinuses and they don't want things to like open up um, and start to bleed too early. So. The idea is that for the next two weeks I'm going to do zone two cardio on a stationary bike four to five times a week and then I can start running again. I absolutely love running. I think running is one of the best uh, cardio things that you can do. Anyone can do it assuming you have legs um, and uh, and no other uh, sort of handicap that you're working with but um, you can also do it anywhere and you can do it at any time of year really. Um, I mean even I live in Canada. You know, the winters get to like minus 15, minus 20, where I live some days, Um, and as long as you have the right gear, you can run literally anywhere. So I find it great because you're not limited by travel, you know, you can run anywhere in the world, all you need is a pair of running shoes, Um, and uh, and then the right outer wear, depending on the weather, and you can literally run wherever you are. So I I find running the best, um, the best sort of cardio, because you don't need any gear uh, simple to travel with. And then, uh, obviously, weightlifting is a big part of my fitness regime, and uh, I want to start that again four to five times a week. I haven't been able to do anything, which is part of the reason I lost a lot of muscle um, in the last two weeks from surgery. So I have to start light. Starting this week, I'm allowed to lift 40% of my max, so this is something that I can do like 20 plus reps of, um, but at least it gets me get back in the... Uh, back in the um, the uh, motion of things. And then after that, for a week, I can hit 60 to 70%, and then I can get back to my regular schedule after that. So by the time I get to the end of my six weeks, I should have had four weeks of my old routine, and I'm hoping that I'm back at the same sort of strength level by that point if I follow all of these things as I go. So that's going to be my weightlifting routine. And then my travel keys. So in the next six weeks, uh, 50 to 60% of my time during the work week, anyways. Um, I'm going to be overnighting somewhere um, because I travel so much for work. Uh, and so that includes like some trips that might be five days long, some trips that might be two days long, but all in all, it's going to be 50 to 60% of my time over the next six weeks. And it's important to know that upfront because travel obviously throws a huge wrench in your routine, right? Which is why I do this podcast in the beginning or in the first place. Um, so because of that, I plan, I want to plan accordingly. So I plan my hotels. According to the gym accommodations that they have, I try to pick hotels that have decent gyms. At the very least, um, you know, have a full have a full um, like Nautilus body machine that you that's got different attachments for it, so that you can do all sorts of different workouts on it, including chin ups, but like lat pull downs and you know um, curls and tricep extensions and, and you know basically a full bodied cable machine. It has different attachments, I try to get that at the very minimum and then dumbbells. Um, and I do that by using the Bonvoy app. So I'm a Bonvoy member and I'll do a full episode, probably more than one at some point, on uh, all the rewards programs that are out there and which ones I choose and why based on my travel. Um, but I'm a loyal Bonvoy person when it comes to hotels, I think they have the best rewards program for where I travel. Um, And they give me the best returns on my investment. Um, So by using that I can kind of pick and choose the balance between the cost of the hotel and then the Amenities that they have and the gym is the biggest thing for me that I need as an amenity on the road So that's what I look at um, what I'm booking Um, And then I also plan my hotels according to the proximity to a fit for less Um, and for those of you that are outside Canada uh, there's a really big gym chain here called Good Life Fitness. It was actually started in my hometown of London, Ontario. Uh, and over the last couple of years, they've opened a bunch of new outlets called Fit for Less. And essentially, it's a it's a full gym with all the equipment that you need, dumbbells, um, dumbbells up to 75 pounds in most of them, and then a lot of them have been opening these sort of higher end black card member areas that have dumbbells up to 100 pounds, but they've got full benches, squat racks, Smith machines, um, you know, and then every other machine. Um, that you could use um, for any workout that you need so there you know when the hotel gym doesn't cut it the fit for less is is the best place to go um, and for me every major city in Canada pretty much now has a fit for less so as a black card member um, I can get into any one of those gyms so I kind of plan accordingly to where I can get to those gyms if the hotel gym isn't going to cut it or if I'm doing a heavier workout that I need to do um, and the beauty of the fit for less is they don't have any trainers and that's it and they they often aren't staffed, but they're open 24 hours, so it keeps the cost low. Um, I think my membership is, like, you'd have to check the website to be sure, but I want to say 13 bucks every two weeks, something like that, for Black Card, which gets me into any gym um, anywhere in Canada, except for the province of Quebec, um, which I'm hoping, fit for less, that that changes soon um and then the key with my travel is it's very difficult usually i got to be at the hospital for my job at 7 a.m 8 a.m at the latest so it's hard to get like a full cardio and weightlifting in in the morning um, especially if i'm out late the night before for a work dinner that might go to like 10 p.m or something like that Um, so i always try to do cardio at least in the morning get in my run or get in my stationary bike at least for the next two weeks um, because that only takes me 20 25 minutes and then I can still shower and be out the door early and then I'll do my weightlifting after work because the beauty of being on the road is that after work, I don't have to be with the family cooking dinner and cleaning up from dinner. Uh, Usually we're going out for dinner so I get like an hour or two gap by the time I'm done at the hospital before I have to go for dinner. So that's usually the way I plan it, cardio morning, weightlifting afternoon. And then number five uh, in this whole plan is obviously minimal booze. Booze wreaks havoc on your system. It wreaks havoc on your decision making. Um, It gets metabolized first um, because it's empty calories. Alcohol is so easy to burn that it goes straight to your liver and then instantly to energy. So if you figure there's, let's say 200 calories in a beer, as soon as you drink that beer, the first 200 calories you're metabolizing is that beer, no matter what. Your body goes for that first, because it's the easiest to burn. So anything else you're eating at the same time, if you're sedentary, at least with my baseline, like basal metabolic rate, um, I burn about 100 calories an hour if I'm not moving, okay? So, and I know that from my fitness watch and apps and stuff like that, I keep track of it. So that means if I have a beer for the next two hours, anything else I consume is going straight to my fat stores. So people often confuse that and they think, well, you know, alcohol's okay as long as I keep track of calories and I don't overdo it. Well, yeah, it's true to an extent, except for the fact that your body burns that first. So anything else that you consume, your body goes, eh, I don't need this right now, instantly to fat stores and you got to burn that off later. So it's not as simple as keeping the calories in check. It's about when you drink and what you're eating while you're burning off that booze at the same time. So I always just try to keep booze to a minimum Especially for this next six weeks, I'm going to try not to drink at all. Um, but I do have a boys golf trip in that there as well, so i got a plan for that as well. Um, and definitely the key for this is I never drink two nights in a row. Booze really interrupts your sleep. Um, and so even if you just have one drink, um, it will interrupt your sleep. You won't get the same amount of sleep. You will sleep lighter. You will have more REM cycles, less deep sleep. Um, and whether or not you think it affects you, it affects you and it affects your judgment the next day and it affects your willpower and your decision-making power the next day um, so that it's a lot easier to to just say eh, you know maybe I don't need a workout today or yeah you know what a poutine would be a lot better than uh, than a salad at lunch today um, and all of a sudden your routine quickly gets thrown out the window and one or two drinks the night before turns into and a suboptimal next day, which then makes you wait, make worse decisions that night and the whole cycle perpetuates itself. So the idea here is minimal booze, definitely never drinking two days in a row, even if it's only one drink. And then the last thing is prioritizing sleep. I usually try to get between eight and nine hours of sleep. I know there's a lot of people out there right now who think that you know the best way to get ahead is like four or five hours of sleep, You know, stay up later than everyone, get up earlier than everyone. Your body needs sleep. It's where you do all your reparation internally. Um, It's where you store your long-term memories. It's where you learn, you know, where anything that you've learned throughout the day, that stuff becomes sort of more permanent in your brain while you sleep. It helps recover um, and it helps prevent injury, especially if you're working out really hard too. So sleep is a huge priority for me. Um, And especially when going through different time zones, I'm going to make sure that I'm planning my sleep accordingly. So there you have it, my six-week, six-step, post-surgery, rebuild, rebound plan. Until next time, if you're on the road like me, I hope you're thriving even when you're out of your element. Cheers.